Welcome to the Vital Dome Podcast for Monday, January 8th. Stocks are kicking off the week in the red. So you have S&P futures down 8 points. That's about 15 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down the same percent, 27 points or about 15 basis points. And then you have Dow futures off 170 points. That's about 45 basis points. The Dow futures are lagging in large part because of Boeing, which is off over 8% pre-market trading um, following the news from the weekend. In Europe, you're looking at the major indices down about 20 to 30 basis points. You're seeing big underperformance in basic resources, along with retail, real estate, and energy. Um, none of the major subgroups are really uh, enjoying large outright gains, but there is outperformance in healthcare, utilities, tech, and um, financials, so insurance and banks. And then in Asia, you saw heavy selling in Hong Kong and mainland China. The Hang Seng fell 1.9%. The Shanghai Comp dropped 1.4%. Japan was closed. Um, so a lot of news out uh, since the U.S. closed on Friday. So definitely take a look at the piece. There's a ton of macro and micro um, headlines. I think the implications for stocks are relatively mixed. Um, you know, most important, I thought, was a speech from the Dallas Fed President Logan in which he talked about both rates and quantitative tightening on rates. The uh, remarks were hawkish, um, a little bit more hawkish than some of her peers, talking about how there have been, um, there's been a, an easing in financial conditions uh, that could lead to a reacceleration in inflation that could require further rate hikes. Um, you know, I think in general, most Fed officials and the last dot plot are much more hawkish than what markets are pricing in on rates. Um, you're going to hear that from officials as they speak over the coming days. I don't think that's too surprising. That's been the case now for a couple of weeks. Um, more interesting, I thought, were her remarks on quantitative tightening, in which she talked about how the time is approaching um, for quantitative tightening to be slowed and then eventually stopped. Um, and if you go back to the Fed minutes from last week, there was a discussion at the last meeting about providing more clarity to markets about what the quantitative tightening plans are because um, you know the time is approaching when the, the pace at least will need to be moderated. Um, and that will be interesting to see if you see more Fed officials talk about that. Obviously, if you were to shut off quantitative tightening, that would have bullish implications for equities. Um, nothing is imminent on that front at all, but we are at the point where the Fed is gonna start talking about it more because they do wanna provide markets with as much clarity as possible to avoid any um, any disruptions when when the time comes for that program to be adjusted, um, so somewhat hawkish on rates, but more more dovish on quantitative tightening. Um, a lot of new a lot of news out of Washington. I put out a big piece Friday night discussing everything that's coming up. There's a ton of events, uh, fiscal events, political events, legal events. Um, you did have Sunday afternoon. The two sides struck an agreement. Um, on top line budget, which decreases the risk of a shutdown, there was never a whole lot of concern about a shutdown. So you're not seeing a big reaction on the upside to that news today, um, which I think is appropriate. There just you know, wasn't a lot of anxiety about a shutdown. Um, so definitely take a look at the piece Friday night for more, um, just more color on what's all the moving pieces in Washington. Um, you know, if you were to read all the headlines coming out of the Middle East, they all sound very negative about the geopolitical situation tensions between Iran and its proxies and the U.S. and Israel are, are rising. Um, but oil continues to um, you know, trade very poorly despite all that. So oil is down this morning. It remains below 80. Um, you know, I think in large part because 
you have a lot of concerns around the state of supply, the state of demand. Saudi Arabia cut prices to Asia over the weekend, um, reflecting poor demand in physical markets. Um, and I think too that there's not as much anxiety as some of the headlines would suggest about the state of geopolitics. Um, you had Israel come out over the weekend talking about how you know they've essentially wrapped up major combat operations in northern Gaza. They're still in southern Gaza. Um, and you still do have a ton of risk. The, the Lebanese-Israeli border is probably the single most, um, uh, you know, the one area of the world where I think people are most concerned now as you have uh, Israel and Hezbollah trade trade rocket fire. Um, and then also in the West Bank, you have uh, incidents of violence rising as well. So certainly um, an area to be watchful of, but you're just not seeing the reaction in oil. Um, that some of the headlines would suggest. Uh, a lot of company-specific news. So Boeing, um, in the Alaska Air incident, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about NVIDIA talking about how the, con- the company has degraded the performance of its AI chips for China to such an, a degree because of uh, pressure from the White House that the big buyers over there like Tencent and Alibaba no longer find much value in them. Uh, there could be a few big M&A deals announced. Um, this was speculated uh, late last week, um, and, and reports suggest that those could be announced imminently. Uh, so a lot more news, so, so definitely take a look at the piece on the calendar for this week. Um, the two big events will be the U.S. CPI Thursday morning, and then the start of Q4 earnings with a lot of banks Friday morning, Bank of America, Bank of New York. Citigroup, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, all before the open Friday, uh, along with Delta and United Health. Um, on the CPI, you're going to the street is expected a reacceleration headline, um, but further disinflation in core. You know, my view on inflation is that you have more room to run on the downside on both uh, headline and core. It won't be a linear path, so there will be certain months where you have an uptick. Um, but I think you still have further price pressure to come. And again, my biggest concern is not that you see a big reacceleration in inflation and that the Fed policy is much more hawkish than anticipated. I think the biggest risk is that you have um, significant cuts to earnings expectations because of the cooling growth and more importantly, because of the disinflationary forces throughout the economy. I think you know, you're at the point now where disinflation and outright deflation, while they're macro positives, are becoming um, negative for certain companies, especially as pricing powers begins to wane. For today's calendar specifically, um, there isn't too much on it, but uh, a few items to be aware of um, include the latest New York Fed inflation expectation survey. Um, you know that will be watched closely for obvious reasons. Inflation is still, uh, you know, the single most important metric out there in the market. Uh, NVIDIA will kick off the CES conference with a presentation at 11 a.m. I doubt you're going to see any real material major news, but you know that that company is still, uh, you know, still front and center in terms of of being one of the uh, dominant stocks in the market. Uh, Jeffers reports after the close, you get a Japanese inflation number tonight, Tokyo CPI for December. Uh, and that is everything for today, Monday, January 8th. Thank you for listening.